we've been together more than 50 years. So, and travel throughout that whole thing has been, you know, sort of the lifeblood that keeps us turning. And the, these last couple of years have been brutal <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, in every way, because you just couldn't, you, you couldn't travel for pleasure. Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Love Shack. Get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations to discover the things that really matter in our relationships. This is episode number 87, how it is you can travel the world with your partner and still be lovers when it's over. Could you do that? that Could you? Yeah. Travel the world and still be lovers when it's done. Um, As the saying goes, if you want to really test your relationship, go ahead and just travel together. It's going to bring up a lot of things that go on between you that we don't necessarily pay attention to in everyday life. We want to talk about today, what is the easiest way to plan a trip? And here's the thing. How does a couple risk being lost in a foreign place? Feel confused about public transportation. Perhaps struggle with making sense of the restaurant menus. Then more money than you plan. Mm, I know that's one that I can always tell you get sweaty over. Disagree on sightseeing. Oh, yeah, we've navigated that one, one for is sure. Seeking the beach, the other is looking <laughs> for museums. Yes, <laughs> historic artifacts. Hi, we're Tom and Stacy, and we're here with a guest, Janet Foreman, who just happens to be a travel expert, writer, and photographer. For decades, her and her husband have traveled together and we are here together to help you navigate the ups and downs of travel both physically and emotionally as a couple yeah if you take in what we're going to share with you today your your odds to having a great experience are going to go up exponentially while spending some much needed time away from everyday life that we all need and again it's going to improve dramatically in moments that matter will remain in your memories as a result of taking these tips and and such that we're going to share with you here momentarily. Janet's been traveling the globe for not just years, but decades with her husband. And she is joining us here right now in the Love Shack with some incredible stories. And she's going to share with us how her and her husband have managed to keep their relationship strong while seeing some of the most amazing places on earth. So prepare to hear some tips on how to take the stress out of planning trips along with navigating through difficult moments while on the road so you can make the most of your time together as a couple. Janet, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So when I think about travel, babe, the the minute or where the minute I think about travel, I go back to the morning that we were awoken by our Airbnb host at like 6 a.m. in the morning. And I remember him screaming your name, Tom, 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 come quick. Your car has been stolen. And I remember like waking up in my bed going, huh, what, 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 what do you mean our car is stolen? And didn't have that scripted in our, no, and in our, our travel plans. And this was in Italy, by the way. So, you know. Down in Bari in the Puglia area. And I just think I don't have things like that happen to me in my life. Like I've never had a car stolen, period, let alone while I'm traveling, right? How is this possible? 
And he was really sweet. He took us down to the police station and helped us communicate. Thank goodness he was wonderful at speaking English. Um, and, and then I come to find out after being in Italy for five and a half weeks, all of the souvenirs that we have collected, we were towards the end of our trip, were also in the trunk of that car. And so the reality of like, oh, the pupa, that was my biggest heartbreak was the pupa, which is a little statue about a little story in one of the towns there. And all of a sudden, you know, you start thinking about all the things now that are gone in addition to the car. And Tom, why don't you tell us what the big kicker was? The big kicker to the whole thing was... Make sure you get rental car insurance at the counter. <laughs> don't get it through if you third do it over the internet provider. or on the web or whatever, because that was a $3,000 deductible and a $3,000 mistake that I am lovingly sharing with all of you. Make yeah. sure you buy it at the counter. So no... Really nice. This was a friend of our host that was at the counter, and he said, in international travel, it's different than if you're in your same country. Make sure you buy it at the counter. Yeah. And, uh, yes, that was uh, some additional, as we like to say, salt on the wound. Yeah, so the car was gone, souvenirs gone, and we had a $3,000 bill. Um, a time the end was was near. So, Janet, I would love to hear some of maybe your your challenging travels with your husband. Or maybe a top one that comes to mind. <laughs> I as you were telling me about your theft, um, <laughs> I was just thinking about our theft. Uh, first of all, let me just say that by way of introduction, um, my husband and I met really um, because of travel. We met in graduate school and we started talking uh, because we had both spent the previous year um, in Europe. I was in Holland and he was in England. And we discovered that we both just loved to, loved to travel, and you know we just couldn't stop talking. We couldn't stop talking, you know. And um, we've been together more than fifty years. So, <laughs> and over those fifty years, travel has always been kind of our first priority. I mean, in a way, um, when we were younger and we didn't have any money, we would um, we would say, Shh, "Let's go to Paris this weekend." and I'd say, okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, if I, if we could travel and have a nice house and eat nice food, then that was great. If we couldn't eat nice food and have a nice house, that was okay as long as we could travel. <laughs> wow. So, so the two things about that is that, um, first of all, you know, we've been together more than 50 years. So, and travel throughout that whole thing has been, you know, sort of the lifeblood that keeps us turning. And the, these last couple of years have been brutal <laughs> mm -hmm. because, you know, in every way, because you just couldn't, you, you couldn't travel for pleasure. You know, you could, there were people still traveling for work. They weren't really nervous about it. Um, but nobody was traveling for, for pleasure because it was not pleasurable. And, of course, you couldn't even do it for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was thinking of <laughs> is we had an experience almost exactly like yours. We were on the French Riviera, and we were going to the Cannes Film Festival, and we were at a... A, a small hotel on um, Cap-d'Antibes, uh, a very small kind of, I mean, Cap-d'Antibes is, is like the Hotel du Cap, you know, at $5,000 a night. That's not where we were. We were at a sweet little mom and pop um, 
place. Um, and we, <laughs> we went to, we woke up one morning and saw that everything was that our watches were gone. You know, we oh. had put our watches, uh, <laughs> you know, next, next to us on the night table. Our wallets were gone. Um, our plane tickets were gone. Um, we had locked the terrace. We had locked the, you know, we we're careful. We lock everything. And we, so we, we didn't know what was happening. And we go outside. We come out of the, the, the it was a little apartment, actually. And we go out. And we see the owner, and he has the face you don't want to see on an owner, a very right. troubled face. And he has our plane tickets in his hand. Wow. Um, that was during the time where you had actual plane tickets. Right. And right. he says, I, and then he had our wallets, and he said, I found these on the lawn. And, of course, there was no money in the wallets, and um, – he said, I said, my God, you know, how did somebody get in? He said, did you close your bathroom window? This, this big, this wow, tiny bath, which we never even thought to close. So it seems that little, little children, like six, seven years old, had been coming through those teeny little windows and grabbing while we were sleeping. Whoa. And very quietly and grabbed all the stuff they could. And the, the cleverness about those children were we had piles of coins on our next to us, next to our heads, you know, on the, on the night tables. They, they didn't touch the coins. Mm. <laughs> so. And how nice of them to leave your tickets and your wallets well, on the lawn. Yeah, they didn't. They want that. <laughs> want that. They didn't want the credit cards either. It was no, they just wanted the cash. So um, we, uh, we went off to the police station, and um, there was a line at the police station oh. of people reporting these exact thefts. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and then at the same time, during the same trip, we parked our car because we were, um, you know, about half an hour away from Con. We parked our car in the municipal parking lot. And um, I, we came back at night after the screenings. And I opened the door to the car and I said to my husband, have you been smoking? <laughs> and this is a huge joke because we're virulent anti-smokers and it smelled like galois in the car and then we looked around we saw the window was broken we saw the glove compartment had been open there was nothing in the car to take and the car was there but so we go back to the police day we go back to the um then we went to the car rental place and yes. got another car um, and I said, okay, this time let's park under a light, you know, not in, let's park right under one of these big lights. So we did. And the and next night we came back, same thing. <laughs> oh, and it seems that, and what they started doing after that, what the rental cars started doing was 
taking off all rental car insignias mm-hmm. from the outsides of the car because the thieves always think there's luggage or valuables yep. or people are traveling, which they're very, very often is, but. Um, well, and the reason why we bring this up, our dear listeners, is not the because we want to scare you about taking travel. That is not our intent here. What our intent here is to help you right, plan for plan for those things, be a little more savvy around these things that they do happen. And when you are, especially outside of the U.S. traveling foreign, um, these things happen. And how do we protect ourselves as best we can against that? That's one conversation. But then the more important conversation is how do you weather it as a couple, you know, because these things can unravel us so quickly. Um, you know, I say we turn into an emotional hot mess and we do and we're in this foreign place and we don't know what to do. And right it, it, now you're faced with a whole set of challenges and our minds can go crazy places. And what a great time, as I like to say in my work, for an emotional push up. Because here's the thing, if we don't learn how to do an emotional push-up, we're going to take this out on our partner. And then, okay, that doesn't go so well. And it makes really challenging, difficult situation even more dramatic, even more impactful instead of problem solving to get through it. And so we want to talk about both of those sides. We want to talk about the physical. Yes, here's the planning, the travel part. Let's get the tickets. Let's, you know, organize and get excited about our trip. And part of the thing that makes travel, in my opinion, so exciting is because you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to a new place. You're meeting new people and new foods and seeing new culture, et cetera. And we have to appreciate that that does expose us to a few more risks, you know, and you do any amount of traveling, it's inevitable that you're going to end up with some of these things that we've talked about. Would you agree, Janet? I mean, it's, yeah. And that's, um, well, I have to say, in our case, it had the opposite effect. You know, all of these challenges, that's why we, I mean, very, very often I travel alone, but um, it's, it's just a gift when I'm able to travel with my husband, because when these things happen, we have each other to help solve the problem. I mean, we had always worked together. Uh, I was a film producer at the time, and that's where we were at Khan, and he, he's a cinematographer. So when you're on a film set and we would do commercial, we would do commercials. Uh, I did a feature length documentary, which is why I was uh, presenting it at Khan. But um, mostly production wise, we would do commercials in foreign countries. So you can imagine you know, with a hundred people, I'm, I'm trying to manage a hundred people in a foreign place with foreign customs. And Tom is shooting, you know, also with a crew that he doesn't know. And it's usually, they're, they're always fixers and, and um, people that speak English, but you know, it just sort of doubles the, the indemnity. (laughs) And the stress and the stress. But we're used to that because that was our job, you know, to go to new places and and, and gut level problem solving when these things happen. And uh, so, you know, I mean, we just looked at each other and we said, okay, so what do we do next? What do we do next? And we, it really, I, I was so glad that it happened um, when we were traveling together, you know, mm-hmm. because we, you know, we could almost laugh about it. by the end of that trip we were almost laughing about it because it was just calamity after calamity. <laughs> and it was unfortunately it was a year when they were having terrible terrible theft problems 
um, especially around the time of the, well, there are festivals in Cannes uh, all spring and all summer. So there are, of course, there are always tourists in Cannes. So, you know, just almost half the year, they have problems with people trying to rob tourists. And um, so it really was their problem. It was their problem too. So yeah, we had what? and, you know, I loved what you said that, and sometimes we forget this, you know, when we're trying to, you know, we're spinning up inside of ourselves and we're frustrated and we're having to face things that we don't really want to deal with. Um, We forget sometimes that there's an incredible resource sitting with me, right? And instead of like blaming them or trying to decide who should have, you know, shut the window, how come you didn't think about shutting the window, right? Or, Or how come you didn't park the car in a better place? And he could have said, why didn't you take the souvenirs out? of the car? What were you thinking? You know, I remind you all the time. And the conversation can very quickly go into those kinds of places and saying, okay, here's where we are, right? Doesn't really matter how we got here. What are we going to do now? And I think that's such a great principle for life, but definitely comes front and center when we're traveling because we're exposing ourselves to a lot of risk. And that's the beauty of it. But navigating that risk can sometimes be a great challenge there. So what I'd love to do in our remaining time together, if you're willing, is I've kind of thought about travel and I've broken it down into phases. And if we could talk about each phase, because each phase has has their little nuances, you can give us some super tips on how to do it wisely with all of your incredible experience. And maybe we can talk about some of the emotional things that come up in each of these phases. So the first one, obviously, would be the planning phase, right? We're going to plan a trip. And even sometimes out of the gate, I know some of my clients, right, they go, oh, that's just, it's so overwhelming to even, we can't get on the same page about where we're going to go and how it's going to play out and how we're going to get there. And so, you know, the conversation is a non-starter right from the get-go, right? So they're never going to get out because they can't really discuss how it is we want to go forward. So I wondered if you had any planning tips to kind of like make this easier and more smooth when we're kind of coming together and trying to decide where it is we want to go. And then what's the first step to kind of like executing that trip? Do you have any super tips for us there? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Navigating the silent, complex moments of separation or your partner's need for space can feel like walking through a maze without a map. If this sounds familiar, know that you are not alone. This journey, filled with uncertainties and introspection, requires a gentle, understanding guide. Hey, I'm Brooke from Love Shack Live. We see you, and more importantly, we get it. That's why we created the Separation Support Bundle, a collection of resources designed to not just guide you through separation, but to offer comfort and clarity during these times. Our separation guide offers insights and support to help make sense of your emotions and the process of separation. And for those moments when words escape you, our guide on 10 texts to send when navigating space provides thoughtful prompts to help communicate with compassion, plus a soothing separation meditation to help ease the overwhelming moments. Because sometimes all we need is a starting point or a way to start feeling okay again. Remember, you don't have to journey through these complexities of separation alone. Our separation support bundle is here to accompany you, guiding you towards healing, understanding, and most importantly, the renewed sense of self. 
Visit stacybartley.com forward slash bundle today to access your free separation support bundle. At Love Shack Live, we're all about exploring the real stuff that relationships bring, the good and the challenging. So let's tackle this together, because even in the hardest times, there's hope, growth, and yes, even love to be found. Well, I have a couple of tips, but I have to say between me and my husband, we never have a problem. Everything everything that we want to do is okay with the other, you know, because we're so, because we grew up together, you know, we, we met when we were in our early, very early twenties and, um, and, you know, we really have the same taste, but I will say, uh, planning wise, um, don't fill up your day, just leave on, on a lot of trips. What we do is, we when we're traveling on when i'm not on assignment and we're traveling on our own we rent a house uh someplace and um we have we decide we're gonna this is our vacation and we are going to do one thing a day (laughs) and in a way what i'm saying is set your pace but don't fill your day from bottom to top with things to do um because you'll be exhausted and you won't enjoy it mm-hmm. um also i stay in one place for about a week so that there's no rush and, and i usually stay in places where there's nothing to see you know there's just the beautiful countryside there are markets i do think that sometimes especially if that we're first time travelers or we don't travel much i think the tendency and i've done this myself early on where you power pack the days and you you fly in. I knew several people that we met along our travels in Italy that were not only going to Italy, they were going to hit, you know, Paris and France and or Paris, France and Germany. And, and, you know, they were going to cross the border and go into Switzerland. I mean, and, and I said, gosh, well, how long are you going to be here? You know, I'm going to be here, you know, 10 days. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that sounds like a tremendous amount of travel. And that's how you're going to be spending your time is traveling from place to place. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever really get a chance to submerse yourself into any one place. Um, Tom and I were in Italy for five and a half weeks, and we stayed in Italy uh, very intentionally. I didn't want to leave it. And we just didn't plan it other than our first uh, week in Rome. So other than that, we just kind of made it up as we went so that we could stay as long as we wanted to in a place or we felt like we were done completing that we would go to the next. And I have to say, it was one of the most enjoyable, fantastic places that or vacations that we've been on just because of the slower pace and not trying to pack everything. And so I think that's really important that, you know, when you are planning your trip, don't, don't try and pack so much in because then it takes away from the experience that you can have and it's going to stress you out, right? It's going to, we want to de-stress you. That's the point of vacation, right? To have new experiences, new cultures, new food. Um, but gosh, it's kind of stressful anyway, because you are going to a new place. So, so don't make it more stressful by power packing it all in. So if we allow ourselves to dream and talk about all the beautiful places that we want to go and the things that we want to experience while we're there, 
realize before you shut the conversation down, we're just dreaming. We haven't bought the tickets yet. So take a breath and know that it's going to be okay. And once you hear your partner out, I, I, I believe in the principle of give first and give fast. So, you know, sometimes in the relationships, we tend to compete for airtime. And so let your partner dream, ask them where they want to go, let them explore that to the fullest that they're willing to. And then there's always a place where you can come back and say, okay, may I share what my thoughts are about this and what I would like to see and do while we go, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 different places, right? And and generally, once we feel heard as human beings, we're willing to hear and we're willing to negotiate. Where we get into problems is we start to kind of reel a little bit because you're talking about Asia and I'm talking about South America and we're not even on the same page. And then I get panicked that I can't go there and that my way isn't going to happen. And so then I try and shut your conversation down and then you're disappointed because you didn't fully get to express yourself and dream about all the things that you wanted to do. And, and then that makes that really challenging for us to decide where it is we do want to go. So so allow everybody to dream. It's called space, permission, breathe. You're going to get a chance to express too. But if we can give first and give fast, it makes room for everybody to kind of lay it on the table. And then once we feel heard, we're really willing to negotiate contrary to popular belief, right? Once I feel like I've had the space to go there with you and you get what I'm thinking about or where I want to go or some of the dreams that I have, then we can negotiate a little bit. But until I feel heard, I just want to shut it down and shut it down and shut it down. And I'm competing with you. No, 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 no. But this is what I, no, 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 no. We don't want to go there. No, no, no. You know, so, so just be mindful of that. Right. And I would say, and we're going to talk about this and follow the fun. So I won't give that away, but just know we're going to give you some tips. So as we, we talked a little bit about the next thing that I have, which is take it all in. Once you arrive, we talked about not planning so many things. We talked about, you know, making sure that you leave plenty of time to just discover and explore where you are leisurely. So many of our wonderful memories um, were ex- finding a fun little restaurant that we could stop and have, you know, a little brunch in or a bottle of champagne, um, meeting people, having conversations. And there was really no rush to, to, to push through because we have a tour, we have something else. And so I love that idea that you gave of, of one a day is plenty. And we even skipped a few days. Once we arrived in Rome, we just had a whole day to do nothing, to kind of acclimate and figure out where we were and how the transportation worked. And so, you know, de-stress this. I think oftentimes what happens when we're traveling is we think we need to try and get it all in, like hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, and that's a mindset that is very scarcity minded because you're you're saying I'm never coming back here right I, I'll never be able to do this again and and if you could imagine for a moment that you could come as many times as you wanted how would you enjoy it from that perspective like I can come back here anytime there's plenty of time I can do this again um, and and help us slow down a little bit I always say that that's a really good principle slow down because the faster we go just like you said we forget things we we overlook things we make poor decisions um, and then we're just reeling and, and it's a funny thing we think we can get ahead of that reeling but but we really can't your your best course of action is to pump the brakes and pause a little bit from that place so I, I want to also talk about um, homebound okay when when we know that we're returning 
right? This is when the flood of memories from our experience start coming in. And because you're a photographer and your your husband and a writer uh, too, and you're a writer as well, I wanted to also ask you in our few minutes remaining, do you have any tips on how to capture memories, right? Because we're going to come home and our mind starts to think, oh, that was so great. Remember the person, you know, I think Tom and I were on the plane and we're, we're already scrolling back through our trip, you know, and some of the highlights of our trip. Um, I wanted to see if you had any capturing ideas of memories. Well, what I do, and I mean, I do this because it's my job, is it for about a week, I, um, I, I'm always taking notes because I am a reporter and I'm always taking notes and writing things down. And I'm always taking cards from, you know, all places that I see so that I don't get anything wrong. One time there, there was a pea soup fog so thick that no, we had to hold on to each other. I couldn't, you couldn't see the head, your hand in front of your face. And wow. to get from this castle to the car, which was parked 10 feet away, we all had to form a line and hold each other. <laughs> it was total pea soup. And I was taking these pictures because I saw there was a man standing there and I could see him with my eye, but my camera didn't see it. And I just took a zillion pictures. And when I got home, I fiddled with my computer with the contrast and fiddled and fiddled and fiddled. And then it turned into this, fa- it turned into this fairy tale picture and it mm. won like every award that year. So, wow. but you have to, it takes time and you have to um, really analyze. You have to be a very good editor of your work um, and a very good labeler, compulsive labeler. Uh, so that you'll be able to pull them up and have them. Yeah. And of course, these days they make books. You know, they make paper books out of you. Send them the images, and they can make a book out of. Them. I've never done that, but people do it, and it's very nice. I think one of the greatest gifts you gave us from our trip, babe, is you kept just a journal of every day, mm-hmm. what we did and some of the highlights and and some of the challenges. Because you know, as much as you think you're not going to forget, you do. And so it's so fun to go back and and as you're saying, Janet, marry the journal and the pictures together, because that's just a, such a fun way to relive the trip over and over and over again. And, and you do forget. So that's a fun way to remind ourselves. And, and, and also uh, your American Express bill. I even kind of enjoy paying my American Express bill. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I remember. And that's very <laughs> often where I go if I'm missing a crucial piece of information or I don't know what something is, I'll go to my American Express. (laughs) And there it all is. Janet, it's been so great to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here in the Love Shack with us. Um, Unfortunately, it's time for us to say goodbye, but I just want you to know what you've shared today and your stories and your smile has meant the world to us. So thank you so much. Okay, so here is our follow the fun moment. We've got to, of course, make it around travel. I mean, that would just make sense, right? So I want you to take an evening over a bottle of wine or your favorite beverage, and I want you to explore dreaming together. Like this is co-creating together, and it's one of the most beautiful things we can do in our relationships with our partner. We co-create all kinds of things, but when we're thinking about travel, going someplace, it doesn't have to be to a foreign place, but just camping in your hometown or, or going down the street, putting together the ideas and the plans are half the fun Also, sometimes they're half the battle. 
And so what I want to invite you to do is over this beautiful favorite beverage is to practice allowing each of you to take in and express all the things that you would love to try and explore and see and do, because that is a magical place where if we can take that journey with our partners, it can be a magical ride for everybody. And that conversation can go back and forth. I'm going to encourage you to just brainstorm a bunch. And then if you do want to book a plane ticket, one of my favorite ways to do this is to put my destinations in a little app called Hopper. And it's pink and it's got a cute little bunny on it. Because what Hopper will do for me, will it will keep notifying me of where this ticket purchase is headed. Is it too expensive? Is it too high? So not only does it remind me of the places that we've wanted to dream of, it's also going to tell me the best time to purchase on different airlines. Yeah, it will send you a little 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 notification say, you know, price is X, but we expect it to go lower. I mean, it really has some crazy, crazy AI that's going on. In yeah. There. And and not best yet, you're not going to forget about that brainstorming yeah. so session. It's a fun it's a it's a good <laughs> notification if there is such a thing. <laughs> It's a good notification. Good notification. So enjoy it. And if you're not already on our fun list, do so because we're going to give away. We give away stuff here on the show every month. You get fun weekly tips about how to follow the fun in your relationship. And if these feel out of reach for you, well, then that might be a sign to get some help and some support in your relationship right now. And sooner is always better than later because relationships fail because they run out of gas, not because there aren't solutions for the challenges that you're facing. And I'm going to say that again and again and again. So as we land this episode, we always have a song. So if you want to go and listen to the song for every episode, you absolutely can do this. And hmm, I'm going to go, I'm going to take us way back. And I know I'm reaching here for sure, babe. This is an oldie but goodie. <laughs> oldie but goodie. We're going to date ourselves. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, absolutely. It's true. <laughs> It's the staple singers and the song is I'll take you there. And I can hear the lady welling in my head as I say it, you know, um, as the song says, you know, there's nobody crying. There's nobody worrying. And baby, I'm going to take you there. We're going to go together. And I just think, you know, that's that's the gift of travel, whether it's far or close. We, we get to step out of our everyday lives and we get to explore and try on some new things, which, by the way, is novel. It's different. It's unique. One of the things I remember being in Italy, babe, is how slow the days were because everything was so new. Everything is new. I mean, literally from uh, how things and people drive, (laughs) we didn't even get into our many, many uh, using uh, Google Maps and going through the roundabouts that talk about a stressful situation. Yes, yes. Very stressful. Yes. Honey, 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 honey. It's not telling me right or left, right or left. You want me to make it up or do you want to wait? You know, I mean, we got into some interesting conversations. Do you remember the day that we were driving down the hill and almost drove the car in the middle of the night off of the, yeah. Oh, sure. I, I said, <laughs> anyway. I'm not sensing we should be going down. <laughs> well, this is where the navigation is taking us. And we walked down there the next day and we, uh, we died. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness we didn't go there because we didn't, we're not in a four wheel drive. We didn't do so good with the rental car this time. Well, that we, was babe? that was up in the beautiful Tuscany region. <laughs> and my gosh, the directions to that house were a wonderful place. But man, I'm, I'm amazed we got there. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that you've heard of that inspired you or made you smile in any way, shape or form, or, you know, you got us some super tips out of here that you want to pass along, uh, we would ask you to do so. 
so um, we need to spread information about love and relationships and and we can do our best together collectively as a community and as friends and family to make the world a better place by addressing the relationships that happen at home so it's been a pleasure to be here with you today and also if you have any questions or subjects that you would like us to cover here on the show please reach out to us and let us know we're always interested in and committed to having the conversations that matter most to you in your life and in your relationships and if you want to know how we can help support you wherever you're at in your relationship journey just reach out go to our website stacybartley.com and the work with me tab will explain exactly how we work with you yeah so okay that's it for another week it's a wrap enjoy your week have some fun dreaming and we look forward to being back here with you again in the love shack bye-bye for now Thanks for joining us today in the Love Shack. We hope you came away with something that made your toes tingle. To learn more about everything you heard on today's show, go to stacybartley.com slash podcast. Love the show? Help us spread the love by sharing the show with others. Okay, everybody, time to go. We got to close the doors to the Love Shack for this week. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Come back next week, though, and join us for another edition of Love Shack Live with Tom and Stacey Bartley.